Today we are starting into a new series, A Year Through Exodus. Welcome to this message from FCC Online. My name is Ben James. I am the lead pastor here at First Church in Grayson. We're glad that you're joining us for this video. For those of you who know the size of the book of Exodus and know that if you're going to camp in it for a year, uh, that it could be a little bit intimidating. Now, if you were with us uh, and been with us for the past couple years, then you went through the book of Ephesians with us last year. We spent 26, 27 weeks uh, in the book of Ephesians through those uh, six chapters, but you also know that Exodus is 40 chapters. But we're going to take the same approach as what we did with the book of Ephesians last year. We're going to take a uh, really kind of a thematic look through the book of Exodus. It's going to be a really elevated, uh, zoomed out kind of look at the book of Exodus. Uh, I'm excited to get into this, excited to spend some time in this Old Testament book. Uh, but before I get into my message, I want to say first thank you uh, to the Village Church in Texas, TVC Resources to be exact. They have given us permission to utilize their materials. Uh, we're going to give proper credit where and when uh, we can. Uh, not so much the messages themselves. Uh, we're developing those uh, here in-house and, and, and just kind of outlining uh, through Exodus. But a lot of the graphics that you'll see on our website, not, even, not necessarily the ones here on these videos, the purple um, and backgrounds and graphics that you're going to see on these videos, those are, those are done by us here in-house. But especially on our website, uh, you're going to see a lot of different imagery, uh, some things to go along and to accompany uh, a lot of the devotional material, a lot of the informational supplementary material, and some of the supplementary material itself is uh, a work of the Village Church, and they have graciously extended us the permission to use that material freely. Uh, we just want to make sure that, number one, you know that some of the stuff that you're going to see, that you're going to read, that you're going to experience and, and grow from uh, is not necessarily original to us, that it's coming from a different source. Uh, but, uh, you know, we just, we just want to make sure that uh, proper credit is given where proper credit is due. Speaking of the website, through this study, now we've not developed a whole new web page, but it kind of feels that way. FCCGrayson.com forward slash Exodus. Uh, that's how you get there if you go straight to the URL. If you go to FCCGrayson.com, up on the navigation bar, you will see an option that says Exodus Study. You can click there. You can go there, and it's got all types of supplementary materials already on that web page. Uh, so you can click to see uh, a summary before Exodus. Uh, that's going to cover the book of Genesis. Pastor Thomas did a little five-minute video kind of giving a broad overview of the events of Genesis that leads us up to Exodus. Uh, that's going to be in written form also. You'll see information on the Ten Commandments, information on the Ten Plagues that we'll learn about through this study in Exodus. Also a timeline of Exodus that kind of earmarks all the events that take place in a very um, broad brush kind of spectrum. We're, all, we're going to go into detail on all those things as the year goes through. But I want to make sure that, uh, that you're aware of that page because there's going to be a lot of information that continues to be added to that page. A lot already there, more coming as we go throughout the year. So 
bookmark that, whatever you do with your web browser, to make sure that uh, that is a constant resource for you. That's going to be one of the differences that we take from our study in Ephesians last year because we just spent a lot of time on Sunday mornings in Ephesians. We had a little bit of supplementary content to go with that, but not to, especially not what we're going to have here for this Exodus study. A lot of things going to be coming your way for you to use as resources in order to deepen our understanding of this Old Testament book. So I'm, I'm calling this message, Why This, Why Now? As we look in 2022 of all the things that's going on around us, of all the things that we're dealing with, world events, pandemic, uh, it, you know, family issues, financial issues, economy issues, uh, possibility of major conflict. Why this? Why now? I mean, because you know, my family's in a mess. What? Why not a ten-week? Why not a ten-week study on relationships or parenting or marriage? What about finances? Through this study of the book of Exodus, is you're going to continue to see just about every need, every felt emotion that we could possibly have is going to be addressed in this Old Testament book of Exodus. So things from um, you know the, the dealing with bondage in our lives, uh, sin problems, uh, racism, murder, relationships, family dynamics, the way that we uh, relate to one another, uh, going into new seasons of our lives, going into responding to God's callings out of obedience and faith, we're going to see all of these things encompassed in this book of Exodus. The book of Exodus is part of what is known as the Pentateuch. Okay, Now, you can say that throughout the week in one of your conversations, because that's not a word we use in our daily lives. So you can act all scholarly and kind of like a biblical you know, genius and just use that word Pentateuch. And, and the word Pentateuch, it, it means book of five. So Exodus is like a chapter in a five, uh, you know, a five chapter book. So Genesis, Exodus, Genesis is the first, Exodus is the second. It is a five chapter narrative. The first five books of the Bible are a continual story, a continual narrative that builds off of one another. Now, whether it's subconsciously or we do it consciously, our mind usually compartmentalizes things. And when things are broken down into books, into chapters, into verses, when it's segmented like this, then our mind does that work if we automatically uh, draw the dividing line uh, and compartmentalize it. That, okay, Genesis is here. Genesis is its own work, and it stands alone here. Now, we're moving to Exodus. Exodus stands here, and it is its own work, and it stands alone by itself. These first five books of the Bible were never meant really to be separated like that in our minds. They continually tell a story and tell a narrative as it ramps up. And as we go through this study in the book of Exodus this year, we're going to highlight several themes as we go along. And what I want to do today in this message is I want to present to you five themes that we're going to see all throughout this year. 30, around 30 sermons is what we're going to uh, target for this study. 
So for 30 plus or minus a few weeks, I want you to look for these themes in every message that we have. Now, not every message is going to have all five themes in them, but at least one of the five, you're going to be able to look and go, okay, I see, I see that theme right there. And really, the, if, if I'm going to have to summarize the book of Exodus into one theme, is that it reveals God to us. And talking about all of these different issues that's going on in our lives that we could be addressing via sermon series and be right, right to do that is the more that we know God, then the more all of these issues, all of these things taking place in our lives, they begin to take shape because it is our concepts, our definition of who God is and what his character truly is that really define and mold the way that we approach all of these things that are happening in our lives, whether they be good, bad, or indifferent. The what that we think and the how we believe about God shapes the way that we approach all of the areas of our lives. So I can't really overstate how important it is for us to have a true, biblically grounded understanding and concept of who God is. And in my opinion, there's no greater book, especially in the Old Testament, that gives us a look into the character of who God is more than the book of Exodus. So I'm not necessarily going to have a primary scripture today that we're going to exposit, which is a little bit different for me. It feels a little awkward, feels a little bit weird. But with this introduction, we're going to basically be looking um, you know, from around the first 15 chapters. And, and don't worry, I'm not going to read all 15 of them. Uh, you know, we're, we're going to keep this a normal length message, at least in that ballpark anyhow. But if we begin to look at these themes and this overarching theme of that he brings us out to bring us in, then there's five things that I want us to look at. The first theme that I want us to concentrate on today out of this book of Exodus is that God keeps his promises. If we look in Exodus chapter 2, it says this in verses 23 and 24. During those many days, the king of Egypt died, and the people of Israel groaned because of their slavery and cried out for help. Their cry for rescue from slavery came up to God, and God heard their groaning, and God remembered his covenant with Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. This is so critically important. I cannot even begin to overstate how important that this is for us to remember that God keeps his promises. Actually, God cannot not keep his promises. Like he is bound to his promises. So there's no option of something that God has promised that he even has the capacity to change his mind on. So God has bound himself with these promises. And in this passage that we just saw, he said, you know, I'm the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. I remember that. And the promise that he made goes all the way back into Genesis when he's talking to Abraham and he begins to tell him that he's going to make him out of him a great nation and they're going to be his people and it's going to be more numerous than the stars in the sky that his descendants so God sees Egypt or sees the Israelites in Egypt and what's happened is that we begin this 
look at this Exodus in chapter 1 where it says that there arose a Pharaoh who knew not Joseph or the events that had taken place. So Joseph, at the end of Genesis, you'll read that he provides assistance and guidance through a time of famine, of drought, for the, the, all the surrounding nations, for is, Egypt. And he was exalted in Pharaoh's house for his faithful service and for his trustworthiness, his loyalty, and he found favor in the sight of Pharaoh. So the, the Israelites were brought in to be taken care of. And over the span of time, there came a time when the people, Pharaoh and the people in charge, didn't remember that. They, they, all of those things had lost, been lost to their memory. So they'd become enslaved. They'd become in bondage in Egypt. And now the Israelites, who were remembering all these promises, you know, that's what their, their, their people, their belief system, that's what uh, they handed down to generations, was that God was going to make a great nation out of them because he'd promised it to Abraham. And they had this lineage of Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, who became Israel. That became the name of the nation. And God looks and he sees them in this bondage where nobody knows the works, nobody knows what's been happening, nobody knows the history of what's going on outside of the people of Israel. And he goes and he says, I remember what I've done. I remember what I've promised. I remember what my covenant with Abraham was. So I want to encourage you today as you're watching this that God is a God who keeps his promises. Even when things around us look completely the opposite of what he's promised, God cannot lie. God cannot go back on a promise. God is actually bound to his promises. So we serve a God that keeps his promises regardless of what the situation we find ourselves might be. Because you have to put yourself in the shoes or the sandals of the nation of Israel at this time is that they have been promised that they will be made into a great nation. And here they find themselves in just the opposite of that. They find themselves in captivity inside of a great nation, in bondage, in slavery, being abused, being beaten, being tortured, being all of these things. So the exact opposite of what the promise is, is what they're experiencing. So know that no matter how bleak or how dire the circumstances around you seem, no matter how bad the situation, no matter how bad the trial or the tribulation that you're facing, God is a God who keeps his promises. And we're going to see that over and over and over again as we go through the book of Exodus. The next theme that I want us to be aware of through this book is the theme that God's presence doesn't leave. His presence doesn't leave. In Exodus 2.25, God saw the people of Israel and God knew. So they were crying out to God. They were pouring themselves out there, waiting on this promise, and they're seeing everything but. Folks understand that no matter what, place that you're in, even when you're not surrounded by the external evidence of the promises of God being true in your life, God's presence does not leave. 
He sees where you're at. He sees you. He knows you. He is there with you. He doesn't leave us. He doesn't forsake us. He's with us always. And these are the things that we need to cling to, these promises, as we're not walking in what our consider, what we would consider to be the fulfillment of them. He doesn't leave us. And we're going to see that theme also throughout the book of Exodus. Now, the next theme, the third theme that I want us to keep an eye on through this study, God reveals who he is. God reveals who he is. In Exodus chapter 3, verses 13 through 14, Then Moses said to God, If I come to the people of Israel and say to them, The God of your fathers has sent me to you, and they ask me, What is his name? What shall I say to them? God said to Moses, I am who I am. And he said, say this to the people of Israel, I am has sent me to you. God reveals who he is through the entire book of Exodus. And this is one of these landmark statements, and I'm not going to take a ton of time to unload this and unpack this of just the weight of what this statement of I am as God's identifying. We'll get to that, and believe me, it's incredibly powerful. But a couple things that I would like for us to go into this looking for this theme is that God is revealing his power here. And we see that from the beginning to the end, that God is all-powerful, no exceptions. He reveals to Moses a side of him, a a characteristic. He reveals his nature to Moses right now in this moment at a burning bush when Moses begins to disqualify himself and, and God's just showing grace and mercy beyond what we could comprehend. God reveals himself to Moses as he has never revealed himself before, even to Abraham, Isaac, or Jacob. Even in that Abrahamic covenant where we're looking at this, your descendants will be a great nation as numerous as the stars in the sky. God had never revealed his nature, his character ever before up until this point. And Moses is standing there and he goes, I am that I am. And then this would have hit Moses like a ton of bricks this way to this. And it's going to hit the nation of Israel like this. But it doesn't necessarily mean so much that of, of, of a weighty gravity to Pharaoh and to Egypt. So what God does is, I mean, he, he kind of flexes a little bit. So, you know, we may know the story, and again, this is just going to be a very, very broad brush thing. But, you know, Moses is there. He's like, how are they going to know? How are they, you know, how are they going to believe this? And God said, hey, see that staff? Go ahead and throw it down. Uh, it turns into a snake. Moses takes off running. Disclaimer, I don't know if I would have stopped running at this point. But he's like, okay, see that snake? Pick it back up. He picks it up. Oh, okay, it's a, it's a staff again. This makes sense. You know, this, is, this, this is reasonable. Okay, now Moses, here's another thing. Take your hand, put it in your cloak. Okay, all right, brings it out. Leprosy. So like this disease, this ailment that there's no coming back from. There's no coming back from. All right, you get leprosy, that's the end of you at some point. It may, may not take very long. It may be agonizing. And brutal. But eventually, that's going to be the end of you. So Moses, I mean, you know, I see me. Oh, look, put it back in there. 
Imagine the amount of freak out. If he freaked out and ran from a snake, imagine the amount of freak out that he's pulling with his hand here. Okay? And then Jesus, you know, God's like, okay, go ahead and put it back in there. Oh, oh it's whole again. And then he does these things in front of Pharaoh, and, and, and we'll get there, and it's a fantastic and entertaining story to me. But this understanding of God reveals who he is, like his nature, his character, who he is is revealed all through the book of Exodus. And we're going to see that theme as well. The fourth theme that I want us to be on the lookout for in this study is liberation from bondage. Freedom out of captivity. In Exodus 5.1, Afterward, Moses and Aaron went and said to Pharaoh, Thus says the Lord, the God of Israel, Let my people go, that they may hold a feast to me, in the wilderness. From the moment of Exodus, and even before that, but really we see this taking place and happening and manifesting physically in the book of Exodus. Liberation from bondage and freedom from captivity is the message of Christianity. And you're going to see there's going to be all kinds of glimpses of references and prophetic insights into the Messiah coming, into Jesus Christ and the work that his birth, his life, his death, his resurrection accomplished. The chief one, liberation from bondage. Now, we may not find ourselves living in a physical bondage or physical captivity, but we are certainly freed and liberated from the bondage of sin, of death, of the punishment and the penalty for the sin in our lives. So keep looking through this, not just when we talk about them coming out of Egypt, but continually look for this theme of the liberation from bondage, the freedom from captivity in the book of Exodus. And last theme, lastly, redemptive sacrifices. Exodus 6.6, 6, Say therefore to the people of Israel, I am the Lord, and I will bring you out from under the burdens of the Egyptians, and I will deliver you from slavery to them, and I will redeem you with an outstretched arm and with great acts of judgment. So here we see God establishing that it is by my outstretched arm. Freedom, liberation, deliverance from bondage. This happens as a result of my work. It's not anything that you do. It's not anything you could do. Anything you will do. It's not anything that you have the capacity to do. You don't even, we don't even have the ability to do these things. But God's outstretched arm. In this moment, it's through plagues. And ten of those, and it's crazy. The depths that will go into that of things that you probably never realized before. But we see this redemptive sacrifice continue. And we'll, we'll look at this, this Day of Atonement this spotless lamb, this blood sacrifice that keeps the people in right standing and right relationship with God. And then this is going to point us 
so squarely to Jesus and so clearly to his son, our Messiah, our Savior. So before I wrap this message up, I want to challenge you with something. How would your life look different if we looked at these five things as believers more than just a slogan? What if freedom in Christ, what if redemption in his sacrifice, what if his character, his nature, and the revelation of that in our lives, what if these things that we've talked about today, what if they become more than just a slogan? What if they become more than just a bumper sticker in your life? What would freedom in your life really look like if we took it as seriously as we needed to? If we lived in a way to where we believe that God keeps all of his promises, that he has no options, if that became more than just a picture that, hang on our, that, that hangs on our wall? What if it's more than just a screensaver or a screenshot, a background that we have on our phones? What if it becomes more than just something that we write in our journals? What if freedom, what if him keeping his promises, what if him never leaving us, what if him having these redemptive sacrifices and the work of Christ on the cross, what would look differently in our lives if we sold out 100% in our lives to having that more than just a shirt that we wear? but an attitude, a way of life, and something that we walk with day in, day out as our primary, as our primary purpose and cause in our lives. Not just an, an add-on, not just something that we bring around with us, not just some type of quip that we can come off with, with a cool little saying or an encouraging little saying. And I'm not saying that any of that stuff is bad in its nature. But whenever that becomes secondary and that becomes something that we just move towards in moments, then they're not having the true level of impact and weight that they need to in our lives. So we're going to see this awesome character and revelation of God in the book of Exodus. Why this? Why now? Simply put, church family, there's never been a time that I've needed this more. There's never been a time that I need a greater revelation of who he is. There's never been a time in my life that I need to cling to his promises. There's never been a time where I need to be more aware of his presence. There's never been a time when I need to know who he is and his, his nature more than I do now. There's never been a time that I've needed more liberation from bondage, that I've needed more deliverance from captivity and the world around me. And there's never been a time that I need to depend on that redemptive sacrifice in Jesus Christ more than what I do right now. And I venture to say, I don't think it's a, a bold statement or an overreach for me to say that you need the exact same thing. So make sure you visit again, fccgrayson.com forward slash exodus. If, easy for me to say, right? Forward slash exodus. And take advantage of some of that material on there. Also, make sure you hang around at the end of this video. We're going to have our sermon considerations as we do each week. I look forward to hearing from you. Send us a line. Drop us, drop us a line on our website. Call the office. If you've got my cell phone number, shoot me a text, give me a call. We'd love to hear from you guys. Until next week, 
Be blessed.